0: What's up, everybody? It's future Aaron here. I just wanted to tell you thank you for continual support. Uh, All over the years, it's been a great ride. Um, If you're wondering what happened to Diner Discussions, we currently moved, and um, me and my wife are... We bought some land, and we're building a house, and uh, right now all of the studio is packed up until we build another one. And so uh, right now we're just releasing episodes from the vault. Um, this one is with the elusive Buffalo Rogers. Um, probably one of the greatest known white wells of our, um, show. We had lots of discussions about him on other episodes and tried to get him on and things just didn't work out for one reason or another, but we finally got him on and, uh, I had a great time talking to him. So hopefully this will hold you over until the new episodes start coming out. I appreciate everything and enjoy.
1: Then I play some music later with that. Excited about that. Shit, good.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of hard to do anything other than hang out with the family today for me. I got two of the three kids are home, so we've been playing board games and just hanging out, watching movies.
1: That's uh, pretty hard to beat.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, better than the working outside like I used to in construction.
1: <laughs> I feel that. I work in a construction office, so.
0: Yeah. I understand.
1: Every, everybody in construction loves a rainy day, though, you know?
0: Yeah. During the asphalt days, it was uh, perfect because one drop of rain hit the ground and they'd call it off. Yeah, no doubt. So I was, uh, you know, doing rain dances, praying, everything I could sometimes because it was like 108 degrees outside and then you're also behind an asphalt truck, which is hot.
1: Yeah, I've done concrete fishing. I've never done any asphalt work, but yeah. it sure looks sticky.
0: Yeah, you, you're lucky if you have your eyebrows by the end of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> i'm
1: sure uh you know uh yeah boy uh no good you lose your eyebrows <laughs> i've yeah. done that first time i lost my eyebrows i was with this hippie girlfriend of mine and she had some of those fire sticks you know the things you light. And you spin them on a chain have you ever seen hippies play with fire no yeah it's the thing they do it's like a dance thing and uh she was all drunk and came at me with one thousand and turned my eyebrow off.
2: Oh
0: man,
1: she was sweetie.
0: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: <laughs> I, a week later driving home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She called me to come get her, but then we fought over the keys. It was an ordeal. It was yeah. An ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> and then she drove home anyway. I just got a black deal for being like, "Let me drive your car," and then and then she left. <laughs> I loved her. You know, what do you, what do you do?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I remember those days <laughs> when you're young dumb and in love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, mostly just young and dumb, you yeah.
0: know. <clears throat> <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. It makes good stories for now, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. She saved me drunk out of the snow one time, so I feel kind of in the, <laughs> the water. Maybe I just shouldn't hang out with her when it snows. Maybe that's the ordeal here. Yeah. Maybe that's the story, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's the common denominator there, snow.
1: I can handle some epistemology when it comes to my poor decisions in the weather, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It always seemed like sunny afternoons is when I got in trouble. I don't know why. Um, during the weather, I usually stayed inside and did something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I do now, certainly, you know, but goodness.
0: Yeah, that's what I was telling my wife the other day. I, I was telling her, I don't know how I'm living, I'm 30. I never would have thought that I would have lasted that long. Um, and then looking back on some of the stuff I did get away with. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I, just my friend just had a son two days ago. Shout out to Wilder, Rayborn. Bourne, by God. Yeah. He's. uh, We were discussing that and that it's pretty much a hundred fucking miracles in a row when you turn eighteen years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Beyond, it's not that you lucked into them not giving you a bad break. There's just so many they would have to have some good breaks, you know? Yeah. And then you have another five hundred for your twenty-one. You know, so it's like I don't know. Pretty, pretty amazing to be a grown man in the world and just be here with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're old enough to make it through all the crazy crap you do when you're younger, you usually pay for it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I did my time doing some hedonic
0: calculus, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so kind of going back, when did you start playing music? Like, when did you pick up a guitar or whatever you, was your first instrument?
1: Uh, well, so my granddad always had an old harmonica. I always have a good honer, you know? so I got into messing with that and kind of got me a couple and I started playing guitar to play along with it and play neck rack, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, that didn't last real long because I hate the neck rack. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just pick one, do one, goddamn it, you know? Too much. But, uh, yeah, and so I started playing guitar after that and then mandolin and, uh, I don't know, kind of got into playing accordion when I was an adult, but, yeah, I don't know, Everything, everything's kind of the same once you kind of understand the fundamentals of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, try to play whatever they need me to. I don't want to fucking carry a bass or nothing like that,
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah when I started band, I, um, I was like, man, the bass drum looks so cool. Like, and you know, all the rap music that I listened to growing up, I was like, it all starts with the bass drum. So I was like, yeah, that'll be the, the instrument I play. I played it for like a year, and I was like, man, this crap's heavy. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: well, I like once every four beats
0: or whatever. Yeah, this is change yeah. my mind real quick, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody <laughs> when I was in high school open a chocolate milk and throw it into a tuba bell.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I, I just thought that was such a <laughs> such a great retaliatory
2: move there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they used to throw condoms down the tuba. Um Chad, if you're listening, it wasn't me. Um, but uh, Chad, yeah. if you're listening,
1: never used one of those rubbers because you played tuba.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is like twenty years later. He's still getting made fun of.
1: Yeah, it's that's, that's hell, isn't it? It's like being accordion players like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody's pissed off. They'd rather you just showed up with a typewriter, but it looks like
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i grew up listening to my grandpa play guitar and then when i got older he uh introduced me to mandolin i had never i had never really listened to it in music like when i would hear country music and stuff i, I didn't yeah. have the ear for it but as soon as i started playing it, I, it it was in so much you know stuff that was out there i'd never even noticed
1: You know what I think is kind of special about it? It's something that really plays well with a guitar by itself. Uh, Because it kind of has the range of a 12-string, but not kind of the punkiness of a Mm 12-string. It's certainly in the higher register, but it'll get a little chomp on it, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's pretty wonderful. Uh, It's amazing that it's something all over the world, and it's amazing that America has this weird, own unique mandolin tradition, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It's,
1: uh, American mandolins were the first mandolins to have carved tops on them. And that's what made them so different. They quit being, uh, uh Nepalese mandolin, which around here we call bug mandolins. And they started being, they started having our stuff. They started being flattered. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. It's, uh, Gibson guitar and mandolin company. Originally were the first people to make carved tops. Those old ones used to be able to buy. Were made out of reclaimed stuff. There's no telling how old they, the wood on those things are. They're they're incredible.
0: That's crazy. I yeah. Uh, I liked it because it was easy to pick up and learn. But I felt always felt like I didn't quite master. Like there was more to learn on it. Um, but, like I think the thing that was frustrating is when I tried to play piano. I tried to sit down and play guitar when I was younger. Um, I couldn't just pick it up and play. Um, P- piano or guitar? Uh, either one. I've, I've the very first. And I think I got frustrated super early. And so I didn't mess with those. But I picked up the mandolin. And by the end of the day, I'd known three, you know, Oh, Susanna and like two other songs. And so you know, that kinda it kind of kept me going. Yeah, and it's pretty linear. Guitar, you know, it has a funny interval in it. Yeah, things like
1: banjos and stuff are open tuned and so they all have funny intervals but uh, 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 a a in fifth so everything is real transposable it's, it's like the piano in that way too piano's far out because it, it, you understand how the octaves go from lower to higher and none of the notes change how they look you know what I mean like if, 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 if it looks like the place you play a C chord at the bass part of it and it looks like a place where you play a C chord it, it is it's the same yeah. spot like, so it gives you, I, I, you know, I never played pianos. You know, sister did. We always had a keyboard in our house and a piano around, but I, uh, I started playing accordion. I had my cousin had a, a toy kid's, uh, piano accordion. And just a bunch of different kinds of acc- accordions, but the piano accordion it, is just like a piano. When you go both directions, it's the same notes. Not all accordions are like that. And, uh, wow. and I got to that and, uh, you know, playing that keyboard made me learn some theory. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. it's interesting. You start on piano because you get how inverted everything is, because it's just not mechanically possible to do every chord separately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty damn far out. I, I one of the better jammers I know claims that the best. The, the the way you play worth the shit on anything is learn the blue scale in every position on the piano. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, I think he's kind of right on that. I, I, I have yet to do that, but uh, it does make sense. It's cool how laid out the piano is.
0: Yeah, uh, music's always kind of been super interesting to me. I my mom plays piano really well. She plays at the or well for years played at the church. And, um, but she wouldn't teach me. She was like, I, she goes, I love to play, but I don't teach. And so okay. she's like, that's a different skill set. Which yeah. is funny because she's a, she's a fourth grade teacher. So <laughs> I think she just didn't want to teach me. <laughs> Cause yeah. she knows I'm a brat. When it comes you know, to it, stuff.
1: It's a real straight construction worker guy. And, uh, he plays piano and reads music. And I, I just recently found that out. Shit. I can't read music. I mean, I can, write something about beside it with a pencil and, you know but I mean no, I could I could figure it out if it took a second <laughs> but I but yeah I not uh, always uh, it's weird jamming with classical cats I, I I know my wife from playing in her band and the guy that played violin for her was a classical guy and a lot of times people who are classical jammers do not understand how to make that practically come to uh, 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 like they they sometimes don't get the concept of playing music without sheet music, oh, and yeah. that I don't know uh, that just seems it's see, I, different learning styles. I I mean I can't sit down with <laughs> charts and read them. So I mean I guess that's probably the cooler thing to do. But it's it, it's strange to me when that, when I come across that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I used to learn um like you know when I played percussion, I used to play the drum set and I could read music when I needed to. And then as soon as I got out of band, it like went out of my head. And that's one thing that I really regret that I didn't stick with. Cause being able to read music, I don't know. I was kind of proud of it, but I guess because I just didn't use it kind of like a muscle, it just went away.
1: Yeah. You know, what's weird to me. It's weird. Like I got a buddy that lives in New Orleans and they, all those cats read their asses off. Yeah. All those, like, as porn player guys, the ones who are tasty, weird, cool New Orleans jazz guys, yeah. they all read... I don't know, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I... I would love to go back and take my wife back to New Orleans. Um, I loved it when I was there. We stayed for a week almost. I think it was like four, four five days, something like that. Um on our trip uh, to the East coast. And, uh, we were only supposed to stay there a night, but after being around the culture and, and all the stuff that was going on, it, it was hard to leave.
1: You know what? I have never been to New Orleans. I, uh, I was scheduled to play there when Katrina hit and fucking Katrina hit and we didn't end up going, oh, you know what wow. I mean? But yeah, I've never been. I want to go. My wife goes with her sister. So I've just never been there.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, um, If you go at the right time of year, it's it's a pretty place. Um, You can't walk, you know, one block without hearing live music. And, I mean, I know you are the kind of guy that would enjoy that because it was just, I don't know, live music. That's one thing about the pandemic that was so freaking depressing is that there was just no live music.
1: Oof. Buddy, uh, yeah, I had a full schedule that got canceled one week in March. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I had, yeah. And it's also weird, I think, it's weird playing music because it's like, what What makes me viable is that I can bring a draw. You know what I mean? And, like, we're trying to not fucking gather.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So it's like, it was my... like... <laughs> <but, laughs> It, it, for me to make the $50, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like I, to, uh, It sure made me realize a bunch of stuff about live music from playing it, you know what I mean? And how, damn, I don't want to do that where I don't feel welcome or that people aren't appreciative of it almost, you know? It's yeah. weird to it get a strange little you know, different view on it than I would maybe had in the past, too in a weird way. I had somebody come up to me at a show and just tell me how great it was we were back, and I kind of told him that about, well, you know, we kind it's our points to kind of draw a crowd, and I don't know how to deal with that, and the guy called me a pussy, and it just made me so mad. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like, just white-hot angry. Like, uh, come out and, like, risk my life for $75 so you come to a bar and be an asshole about wearing a mask or whatever. Like, I just, like, and I don't know how I feel about all of it. It seems like that man's a pretty damn good idea, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts to me to think about how, uh, what the pandemic was for everybody more than anything, you know? Yeah. Sure as shit, I don't ever want to go to the DMV in person again. You know what I mean? Yeah. A-
0: yeah. We... Man, just, like, lines and stuff, being small, was nice for a little bit. I know it's kind of a it's weird viewpoint to have when everybody's dying, but...
1: No, uh I saw a bunch of pictures of India and stuff with a small, and I side. It's like, a two... It, yeah, I don't know, it's not dolphins in the East River and stuff. It's pretty... I killed the world's biggest rat in my shed during COVID. We had a serious rat problem during COVID going on. Jeez. Yeah, I killed him with a slingshot out in the yard. And my kid was in the swing. He was like, "Dad, that was cool." I was like, "I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could never kill it twice with a slingshot. You know what I mean?" Yeah. But it's made
0: that connection. Man, you know what's funny is that it's funny that you mentioned that because my wife, we went to the bank earlier and she was going to put some money in the ATM, and uh, it, it said, you know, unavailable. Sorry for the inconvenience or whatever. So we went inside. And turns out there's rats. They've had rats in there, and they ate all the wires up. And so like oh some guy have to come out and fix it. But I'd never heard of that before. Like an ATM, it seems like it'd be pretty sealed.
1: Woo. Yeah, no doubt. What are they? <laughs> some good. Those rats have. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it's you like you know those those pandemic rats got some diamond teeth. You know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh the, uh, ooh, ooh, uh I used to work with a Mexican family at a bakery one time right, right about the time my kid was born, and they had, the, the kid woke up with something on his back, and there was a mouse asleep on his back, or a rat asleep on his back.
0: Oh my God.
1: Oh, dude. So I went over there with six traps, so those big rat traps, them honkers, Set them with a hatchet. I mean, they're, they're a fucking trap, you know? I mean, they're... Hardly, they'll break a finger. I mean, they're... And they killed 17 rats that first Holy night. Holy cow. Oh, dude, I couldn't sleep in there without a pistol. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's way too much rat involvement for me. But, you know, just test what we all do, I reckon.
0: But, uh... Yeah, I, was, I think I was in college, or about to be in college, and I went and spent the night at my friend's dorm room. And, uh... Ended up going to this party, uh, where I I slept in this girl's room, like on her floor, at some like house party or whatever. Yeah, I think it was like my friend's girlfriend, and so he slept, you know, in bed with her, and I was, got the floor because, of course, you know, I was the loser <laughs> that 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 signed up for this. Well, anyways, I'm laying there, you know, I got a blanket, but that's like it's you know super thin. I was chilly all night so I didn't really sleep. I didn't go into, like, REM or anything. Like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I just feel something zip over my chest, you know? Mm. And I look, and underneath, like, 5 feet away underneath this cabinet is this stupid rat just looking at me, wiggling his nose. And that sucker was like a small cat. <laughs> and I never, you know... I, I mean, I don't... <laughs> I just went to the couch.
2: It had
1: an eight inch tail. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. God. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I kill a rat with a pistol. I'm that kind. You know, yeah. I don't know. I not I, I don't care rats.
0: My dad's that way with snakes. When I was young, we lived in Wayne, Oklahoma, and um, we had a little shed out back and he went in there to get the lawnmower, I believe. And he said he felt like a tickle on his ear and turned around and it was a big old freaking snake hanging from the rafter. So he was a police officer at the time and uh, told he yelled at my mom and told her to go get his shotgun and he didn't re- remember he had a slug in it. <laughs> oh God! He shot like a you know like an eight inch hole in the side of the shed, but he pulled it out. It was like six and a half foot long. <laughs>
1: I, say, I I used to have a grandpa a kid that catch them and whip them. You ever seen anybody do that to yeah. kill them? Uh, yeah. Now they're uh, they're gnarly. They're uh, uh, I don't I don't I snakes are like cold weather. I don't really find them, but I don't really like them either. I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: I've never had the courage to walk up and grab a snake by the tail and even try.
1: You know, I uh, my kid got some lizards. We got a lizard, and then I got a lizard. Cause fucking lizards are far out,
2: man. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> but uh, and I, the, the some friends of mine they have snakes, and I have ne- never seen the draw of them. But they have some ball pythons, and those ball pythons are pretty cool. And I don't think I want a snake in my house. Just a Little too Baptist for that. But yeah. but they're pretty neat. Yeah. They're affectionate. And I got a lot of, I got, I got a lot for a creature that's affectionate. You know, yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anything in my house that the glass is protecting me from them.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want that, like, it's too, I, like, I sleep in that house.
2: I don't
0: want
1: Yeah, I don't want nothing. You know what I mean? My, my, my lizard, he he just, uh, he eats like a Roman, like legionnaire and it's just great to feed him mealworms and watch him get in there and just, just fuck him up, you know? It's <laughs> really inspiring. He do not do nothing but drink water off the glass and eat bugs. But, yeah, I, 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 I understand what
0: that is. Something choke you to death or something? Yeah. I don't know. 20 foot snake? No thank you. You know? Well, and it's not like a dog where, I mean, at least I've never seen where snakes have you know like affection for a human like i mean they're like hey that dude gives me rats occasionally
1: uh you know what those ball pythons are not like that they yeah. are like a they reach their head out to be pet
0: yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know man i feel like that's an act <laughs> There's a lot of lizards like that. That's kind of,
1: that. with the lizard stuff, that's kind of what makes them desirable is their personality, and certain ones have good ones, and certain ones have kind of shitty ones. Yeah. But, I don't know what
0: you mean. I mean. Ner- nervous, I don't
1: know. I feel you, yeah. Uh, some lizards are real handy with the cage latches, and you know, I don't want nothing like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just, they were talking about that study that they did with house cats, and they said that If, uh, like a percentage of their day is thinking about if they were bigger, they could eat us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, if my cat, who is like this lovable, cuddly creature, feels that way, then, man, snake ain't going to think twice about biting my head off.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I for years I was when well, after the rat problem I looked at shelters for years for a blind cat to keep in my shed. <laughs> I
2: thought
1: I had a blind cat out of here, but I never found
0: one. That's so
1: funny. Oh, you
0: know
1: what I mean? Uh. if you're the chairman. Be hanging out with the chairman if you need me. But uh, yeah, I never found one. I, I like cats, all right. Uh, I don't have one.
0: Yeah, we've got a chihuahua and a cat. And the cat's more of like, you know, like a watch animal than the dog is. Yeah. Uh, If something comes in the house that's not supposed to, like uh, any kind of bug or whatever, the cat has it dead within a couple seconds. Uh, One time it killed a little grass snake that tried to come in when we opened the door. And uh, my dog hid. (laughs)
1: <laughs> my dog at the point he's so old that when the doors open it walk out there like he's gonna leave and then just turns around and goes back you
2: know
1: <laughs> that thought it anymore <laughs> yeah. it's just run too hard for him at this point you
2: know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah our yeah. dog our dog snuck <laughs> out like twice i think uh it, it tries to run off after motorcycles which is the weirdest thing motorcycles and trailers like uh like hauling trailers, um, yeah, he hates them. If they drive by, he goes ballistic. But uh, they have swerved and missed him twice, the uh, motorcycles. And this next time, I just have a feeling he's not going to be so lucky. But yeah. he's so dumb because he runs right out in front of it. And it's like they're not going to, you know, be able to stop for your little – four-inch rump. Terrible. Yeah, he's got a death wish, I guess. But um, maybe, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm not a good, like, dog dad. When, when <laughs> he's suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't go to the light, pal. You know?
1: Or, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, we had two red bone coon hounds that my dad got his pups, and they were... They were the most destructive force of dogs that ever lived. They mm-hmm. killed the neighbor's mule, and like one time they brought a pig home, and I'm not talking like a piglet, you know what I mean, like full grown, like something. They they drugged for two miles, you know. they were, yeah, they were gnarly. Gee. They were sure, but and you know, and the house cats, we we, we always had farm cats whenever house cats, yeah. but they always. They they keep snakes
0: down. I mean, they really do. They anything? Yeah, they're killers, man, man. Yeah, yeah. I I really do believe that. Like barn cats are predators. Like I mean, straight up, like killers. Uh, I've seen, I've seen one jump off like the side of a barn and onto a mouse and like tear his throat out before. And, oh yeah. And, and when I was like, I think I was like five or six. Uh, yeah. No. it was just like, holy crap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then yeah. just walked away. didn't even want to eat it or anything. As a kid.
1: My granddad had this cat named Whitey. And he'd be like, Whitey, i saved that cat's life. And then he would tell them whatever his adage was about Whitey. It was about Whitey. <laughs> but every time they'd be like, it was Whitey. He's like, Whitey? I saved that cat's life. Oh, he's out the shed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that
0: was him. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't even know how we got on cats, but, um. I feel like, uh, I feel like Artis has a pretty cool name. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, the, the kids named him. And so he's, uh, Professor Ollivander Fancy Toes Allison the Third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love kids, man. The professor. Yeah, of course. It was funny, though, It was like when they were homeschooled for COVID, um, he would sit at the edge of the table on the chair and watch them do their homework. So, I guess, it, you know, <laughs> he lived up to his name.
2: He's
0: yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, like a real professor. He didn't talk about all the young girls he was trying to hook up with. Yeah, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah. just highly inappropriate the whole time. Giving you a meat gaze at
1: the urinal and stuff like professor's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it. Yeah. Yeah, he's He's something else. All right. i That's the only thing about animals that I really hate is that when you get them, you know that you're going to outlive them, and that sucks.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I like that one of them turtles that live 180 years just to, to be a burden on my great grandchildren. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's just a big tortoise. You can put a saddle on it, and have the kids ride it. Grandkids. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I do have an aspiration to just have the world's biggest, meanest fucking snapping turtle. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see that thing of kittens? Yeah, buddy. I sure shit is. Like, boy, that thing's out of control. <laughs> I don't know why I asked me the thought of having such a big, mean turtle, but boy, I don't want to touch it or nothing. You know what I mean? Uh look at it. Uh,
0: like, all the neighborhood <laughs> kids come down, just try to jack with it, like, to prove it's yeah. metal. <laughs>
1: Cigarette butt and stuff. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. We all had a dog like that. I, or somebody. I I think there was a. Like six houses down, there was a dog that kind of reminded me of the Sandlot a little bit. Yeah. It was this old wood fence. This is probably just <laughs> a. I guarantee you it was just like a. One of those big white, fluffy white dogs. Um, God dang it. One of the. uh, well,
1: places we would steal things from as a kid. Boy, God, there's no way to say that good. Uh, <laughs> one of the junkyards we frequented is adolescents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, their guard dog, was a full size poodle.
0: Oh my God! Uh,
1: and it was not like a fucking groomed one. You know what I mean? It yeah. didn't have fun It was a, it was a fucking hell beast, man, and like a. That dog was out of control, man. Like I, I don't know if I've ever been more scared. But it was big too. You know what I mean? <laughs> big dog. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds soft, but yeah. buddy, yeah. he was a beast, monster behind that chain link fence.
0: Yeah, there was a. It was a great Pyrenees, is what I was trying to think of. There was a great yeah. Pyrenees, and it was the sweetest dog. And then it was, it in the same fence was a Rottweiler that was a dick. And every time it seemed like every time we would kick a ball or, you know, somebody would hit a ball when we played baseball, it just happened to go over that stinking fence. Like out of all the fences in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, we'd always like do the, no, you go first kind of thing until finally somebody tried to man up and would run and get their butt bit, but he never broke skin or anything. We, we, he would snap at you, scare the crap out of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how big that dog is in comparison to you now. You ever think about things like that?
0: Yeah, he probably wasn't even a <laughs> full size uh he probably wasn't ever full size. Like I guarantee you he was probably a runt, I and mean, then we still thought he was crazy. Yeah, no doubt. Not even an average size raw yeah, I think about stuff like that all the time. Uh, we went to my great grandma's house. Uh, she doesn't own it anymore, but I was, I was making some kind of delivery, and um, I can I think it was when I worked for ISSI, and uh, a guy was off duty, but he was going into the uh, rock plant the next morning, and so I had to deliver a motor and put it in his shed. And I was telling him how my great grandparents lived there. Well, you know, as I was walking by, I kind of looked in the window, and uh didn't want to be creepy and just, like, walk in and be like, yeah, this is where, you know, I used to sing country music for my grandma's <laughs> friends and family, but uh, this is where she used to feed me chocolate cake, No, but I looked in the window, and the living room, which felt like a, you know, a mansion, it was not that, very, not that big at all.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That, uh, all the time. But my mom lives in my grandfather's
0: house, and it's like
1: that. Yeah. Like it feels really big in there, but it, it just isn't. It's just, yeah, yeah, it is yeah, weird, too. It's the only two-story house I was ever around, you know?
0: Yeah, time goes like that, too, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember, like, tons of stuff from my childhood when I was not even in school yet. And that was only, like, two years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's weird to think how fickle of your memory can be, too, you know? It's weird to... Or that your memory is really singular to you. Yeah. You know? Uh, Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, they don't really use um, witnesses as much in court as they used to because of that very reason. Oh, yeah. It's unreliable. Well, the, uh, the tricky one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so where did you grow up? Uh,
1: Blanchard area. And then I went to high school in Guthrie.
0: Yeah. Blanchard. My, yeah. My wife's family lives there now.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah. My mom still lives there. My folks lives there. Sure. Never. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool little town kind of in a, Little white people town somewhere away, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kinda it just reminds me of like one big suburb.
1: Yeah. Mm. I uh
2: <clears throat>
1: for my kids' first birthday party we had it at my mom's house and I went to the grocery store to get some ice cream. And when I walked in the grocery store it still had that cream and, and burnt orange linoleum floor oh, oh, wow. <laughs> And the, and I wondered, damn, does that girl with a baby arm and the guy with a hunchback still work here? <laughs> and baby arm and hunchback, check me out and bag my ice cream, buddy. Are you serious? Like it was like it was like I stepped back into 1992 for a gallon of Neapolitan ice cream. You
0: That's know, crazy.
1: It was it was it was weird. It was uh yeah it was weird like a
0: fucking twilight zone in there you know yeah. that's we were we were actually picking up some um stuff from a yard sale that they didn't sell my wife got it for free and it turns out it was like a huge score because it was like 50 nintendo ds games i guess that she didn't realize were in there and stuff and i asked her and she's like, i don't care um so i'm guessing maybe she was getting divorced and that was her ex's stuff but uh uh the the guys, like, it was in my hometown, and the guys, the two dudes that walked by were they're in their, like, late 30s, early 40s, and they were the same dudes that were walking around when I was in high school that, you know, dropped out of high <laughs> school. It was, like, I, I don't know. Like like you said, it was kind of like a twilight zone, like, where the crap am I?
1: All you got to do is go find some railroad tracks to get high by. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. no profits in your hometown, pal. Yeah.
2: It's,
0: Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't try to go back to I'm from Elmore City and um I'm sure there's a lot of great people there still. I mean I, you know, just statistically speaking, there has to be. But um it really <laughs> has gone downhill in the last few years compared to what I remember it as. I used to <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know how to tell the
1: story uh, I, yeah, I probably shouldn't but yeah, Elmore City's the place, boy of yeah. the, the mule enthusiast from there yeah yeah, there's this great story about the two guys kind of a non-G rated story I don't know how we're going here
0: I'm sure yeah. the F word alright,
1: so you want to hear the story sure Okay, so the story is that uh, <laughs> one of these guys met this old gal online, the internet, and he went and got her up from jail where she was at. She was getting out of prison. And so him and his brother and their five buddies went on this group mule ride, and it uh, kind of ended in a sexual encounter between all of them. Oh, man. The end of- the guy's wife came home and fired a fortune in the house. That's the whole situation going on. And it scared the mules, and the mules pulled the front porch off the trailer house. <laughs> Jeez. That sounds all right. I just love the thought of all those guys in their boots and underwear chasing the mule while it's dragging the porch, you know what I
2: mean?
1: <laughs> I thought that would go so bad in so many ways, oh, you know?
0: Too bad that yeah. that probably before video cameras on phones. Boy, I sure hope there's no
1: evidence of that. of You know, <laughs> trailer house porch, it had to be reset, you know?
0: That's so funny. Now every time I see, like, a newer porch that looks different than the year <laughs> of the house, I'm like, hmm.
1: Yeah. could <laughs> have been that mule gangbang went wrong, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind ever. Jeez,
0: that's hilarious I laughed so
1: fucking hard when I heard that story I just <laughs> just, just tears rolling up my face just I couldn't even hold it
0: yeah uh, yeah there was a guy that used to tell jokes at the senior system building because my grandpa used to play the guitar there um and he would always come in and like when I first walked in he would find me his name was Mr. Coffee and He'd always be like, hey, you leaving with the same girl you came in with? You know, it was a bunch of old ladies. Yeah. And uh, he's also the one that told me, if you get married, make sure you do it when you're 80. That way, if she's the wrong one, you don't have to live that long with her. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It's hard to think of having a game at 80. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: And then he also told me, he's like, you, you know that pigeons die when you have sex with them? I was like... Yeah. He's like, Yeah, the one that one that I had sex with died. And I was like, God dang it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, okay, Mr. Covey, uh, it's good to see you.
1: <laughs> I guess you won't be
0: replying to my homers, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like re- Hey, don't either. let that guy near your pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, old people like that, that crack me up. I love the ones that don't give a crap anymore. They're just their sensor button, you know, is gone. And um
1: I was at a, a bar in Enid one time and there was an old lady at the bar and this old guy walked up and he like sat down beside her all drunk and cool, you know. She was like, What do you want? And he she was he was like, I want to get laid. She was like, Why don't you crawl up a chicken's ass and wait? <laughs>
0: oh geez long time yeah that's so funny i i've had so many good experiences we in winniewood oklahoma we went to a bar um and i had a flat bill on so as soon as i walked in the door everybody turned around and stared at me because they were all cowboys and um so i sat down and Like, everybody kept looking at me for like 30 minutes. And then this guy comes in and he's singing like Irish ditties and uh, sea shanties and stuff. And like, he comes and sits down beside me. And like, the whole bar just changes his attitude. Everybody's like, you know, hey, it's Irishman. They're all excited or whatever. Well, I found out last year that that dude wasn't even Irish. So like this whole time I've been telling that you know telling this story about this Irish guy I met at a bar, and uh, yeah, it turns out it was all fake. But um, well, he could you know yeah, am trying to discount that too much, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like depressing because was like man, I remember that was like my favorite memory from the bar area over there.
1: Sounds like a Richard Harris
0: game in there. <laughs> <laughs> huh, that's cool. Uh, what, uh, what's your favorite Irish song? Mine? Yeah. I don't know by name. Um, I mean, all of them. Like, I like, I like just the way they sound. Um, I know Wellerman is my favorite, like Sea Shanty. Yeah. Uh, good
1: one.
0: Yeah, I like that one, and there's another one. Um, Oh, it's like a Celtic version. Yeah,
1: damn it. It's probably Go to Sea No More. You ever heard that? Go nah. to Sea No More. Pretty good. I think my favorite Irish song is Carrick Fergus. You ever heard Carrick Fergus? Huh. Oh, buddy. It's about thinking about your childhood, going home and dying as a drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I, nope. I don't. I don't know. I'm seventy seven percent Irish. I just got my DNA back a week ago. (laughs) But uh, I don't identify with that music all that much. I I feel like I did better with it. You know, you hate to be like that, but
0: I don't know. I just like um, that kind of acapella music at certain times. I don't know what it is about it. Um, Like even those English. Acapella songs that they sing in like taverns and stuff. Oh yeah, um, those are great about that, man. When you're in that moment, and people just start singing all around you. It's it's not something that happens here as much.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's no doubt. That's no doubt. That don't remember that often. Yeah, uh, I I I uh, I know all that stuff through old time bluegrass stuff. You know, like yeah. a, all the. Barbara Allen, all those are kind of those are those are Appalachian songs to Americans. You know,
0: yeah. it's weird, weird to think of that how
1: that works like that.
0: But. Yeah, yeah. I I actually talked to somebody who does like music of the prairies, and he was uh, just kind of telling me that a bunch of that song, those songs from a certain time period weren't written down; they were just passed on. oh yeah and so we're (laughs) losing a lot of it so like his mission is to kind of like like record them you know so people can hear them well that's
1: the whole Alan Lomax thing you know about that guy no so Alan Lomax was a folklorist uh, doctor of paleontology maybe or anthropology I guess yeah and uh, he went around, he had this machine that was this huge machine, and he went all over the South recording all this stuff. He's the guy that kind of discovered what he got through. Oh,
0: yeah. I I have. I've watched some videos on YouTube about it. Kind um, of talk like this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then his son did it too for a long time. I think his son is like a booking
1: agent or something, maybe. Some kind of music guy, but. Yeah. And that stuff is pretty cool. Uh Led Belly, uh, uh man, all the uh, Christian Chenille, all the lightning Hopkins, all, that guy like is why anybody's ever heard of those guys. Yeah.
0: A- yeah, I remember hearing the I think the album I heard was like Blues in the Mississippi Night or something like that. The Alan Lomax oh. collection.
1: Well, okay, Alan Lomax did a bunch of prison
0: recording. Mm-hmm. Changing like, too that- is the one I was yeah, yeah.
1: That. That's what I was gonna say. That the you know, the first song on Oh Brother where they're which the Fairfield four does it, but where they're mining rocks and singing Lazarus, yeah. that's one of his That's awesome. is, is where that comes from. Yeah. Well it was not the recording but the song, you know. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, man, and there's something I don't know, it's my grandpa would sing anything. He's got I just found another book of his called Pickin' and Grinning" and he just had it's just full of music with guitar notes in it. And, um... And so I've been trying to find, and there's some of them that I can't find, and it's frustrating because I'm like, you know, I can't go ask him anymore, like, what does this sound like? But, uh...
1: Yeah, what are the songs?
0: Oh, I've, it's... I don't even know if it's in here anymore. Um you mean some of them, I'll see what right yeah, I am trying. Yeah,
1: I love like that. It's
0: like that. Like, you know, as early as like 70s, and then some of them are further back than that. And I think a couple of them are just ones that he had heard his whole life growing up. And so he, you know, wrote them down and then put like, you know, which chords to play per line. Okay. And stuff
1: like that. I, that thing you were talking about, about how songs were never written down, they were just kind of passed along. Something I think about that a lot of times. Too good those songs are because they've had 500 writers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, There's a reason you're singing and it's a catchy melody, and it's because so many people have before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even in a weird way. It, it, I just think that's interesting as shit.
0: You know? I just recently I started kind of going back, and I mean, I always you know, kind of listen periodically to music from my childhood and stuff. Uh, That's the great thing with modern technology is I can listen to everything that I want or whatever I think of, I can find it. Um, But uh, a lot of that stuff that I grew up with that I was like, man, this is a great song, it was sampled from something 20 years, 30 years before that. Um, Never knew about it. And then I'm finding all this new music.
1: Um, You know, in a weird way that same
0: tradition
1: though yeah you know they like they said that added to the quality of what you heard that was contemporary then yeah of of something from 20 years ago yeah you know Yeah. yeah i know it's
0: wild yeah i didn't even know like i mean just like movies i didn't know that there was a wizard of oz before the one that's the most popular one um I didn't know that they had already made, I think, two before that.
1: There's five The Star is Born. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there was one. There was a silent one. There was one who I can't remember who was. There was one with, like, <laughs> Judy Garland. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. five of those. That's
0: uh, wild. I went to a, a thrift store uh, with my daughter. I just recently bought her a record player. And so oh, she's... Cool. I got her like a little bit of a couple genres just to kind of get her toes wet because, you know, I don't know what she likes. I know she likes modern pop, you know, she's a, she's 14. So that's kind of in her yeah. wheelhouse. but I don't know what she likes from back then. So I got her a little, um, like headbanger music. I got her a little bit of funk and reggae. And then I got her, um, like cool in the gang and, um, yeah, some break in music. And, um, It was really cool. I went back and to this little honey spot that we found, and they had the Carter family. And I have always heard their music growing up and never knew, you know, what it was or whatever. And now to be able to share that stuff, because that's like old, old music, you know, like for her. And. For her to be like, man, this kind of, she's like, this slaps, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like they were super talented. I just wish they had better recording back then because some of their recordings are kind of crappy. But
1: you know what's strange? It's like those guys were fresh out of that tradition mm-hmm. of like something being passed from word of mouth. Yeah, like like they 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 that was their generation. Even yeah. like it was not. Apart from that, like those, a lot of those songs are traditional songs arranged by A.P. Carter. It's like, they're, they're, they are those songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Carter family stuff's great. They're from Poor Valley, Virginia. (laughs) Yeah. What What a place, Poor Valley.
0: Yeah, I think the song was Keep on the Sunny Side, and she was like, I've heard this before. And I'm like, yeah, but this is where it comes from. Like, this was the first time it was ever recorded.
1: I'm a I'm a uh, so I'm a bigger Jimmy Rogers fan than I am Carter Family fan. Yeah, but uh, when Jimmy Rogers died, they blew a train whistle from New York City to Meridian, Mississippi, the whole time. Oh wow! It would stop and refuel. There would just be thousands of people to walk through the train in the morning. Isn't that wild? Isn't that weird to think? That's to- crazy.
0: It was like a young
1: yeah. cowboy, wasn't he? Yeah, the singing brakeman. Was- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, there's a great Greg Brown song called The Train That Carried Jimmy Rogers home. It's about all that stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I really like I feel like I'm a Renaissance man because a lot of people I mean nowadays, now that I'm in my thirties, a lot of people are, you know, going back and listening to older stuff now. Um, like my friend groups and stuff, and they're finally kinda of coming around but I've always been an old soul. I I love modern stuff, but um, I've always loved finding music and discovering things I'd never heard of from the past. And kind of like, it always leads me down rabbit holes. You know, I find this person and then I found out that they have a song with this person and then they covered this person. And then, you know, before long, I'm listening to Big Mama Thornton again. Uh, You know, like she's uh the I'm trying to think, like Elvis, you know, stole from her or borrowed or whatever you want to call it. But um watching her sing in the rain, um, at a concert and it sounds like a modern concert like the sound. And it's just like wow. She was <clears throat> way ahead of her time.
1: I've been watching some of those World War Two documentaries mm-hmm. in color those. You know? Yeah. It does a bizarre thing of bringing it into the now. You know what I mean? Because it feels contempor- more contemporary than something in black and white. And I, I it's weird how that is.
0: I asked my parents if they lived in the black and white times when I was younger. <laughs> they were like, I'm sure they did. Uh, It's not. <laughs> that's not how it worked.
1: Yeah. My kid asked me the other day the Kool Aid Man and the Soul, and if he did, where would it be kept? <laughs> Good question,
0: buddy. Yeah. Yeah. My my son was, he asked questions like that uh, randomly, and some of them are <laughs> a little dark. But um, they, I walked in on them talking about Hitler the other day, uh, all three kids, and they were like, would you kill baby Hitler to save everybody he's killed? And um, one of them was like, yeah, I'd punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. The other one's like, he's a baby, you know, like that whole argument. And then, you know, the oldest one's like, I would raise him right. Like, geez, you know, she's thinking outside the box. But yeah, the, it's funny where their heads go. Um, sometimes they befuddle me with questions that I have no answer to. And it's just like, dang, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, here's the deal, bud. You just gotta field some of yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: No questions, work.
0: (laughs) Go ask Alexa because Dad has no idea.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. What are the? got, my man. I got about fifteen minutes here.
0: Okay, I got some um, questions from some listeners. Let me see here. Um, the first one. That I asked seven different times was, Do you believe in ghost?
1: Oh, uh yeah. Uh yeah. Had I think any so.
0: weird experiences with them? Yes.
1: That's I a- uh when I was twenty I used to crash in this guy's apartment and <laughs> <laughs> Australian girlfriend and when she was in town I would go sleep in the basement. In the basement the, everybody had a oh like a storage unit. And I would get in there with a credit card. Well, the credit card of, of the check casher's card is what I have at the time. Yeah. Uh, get in there. And uh, I, uh, I was in there one time, and I had a duffel bag. And I had, like, there were some broke-down boxes. And I kind of stacked. And my I got, I feel like a, it just come from a hobo jungle fire. It wasn't quite that. But <laughs> anyway, it's our I crashed in the city. And I was down there asleep on those boxes, and I felt something fucking with that duffel bag. And, you know, I know people experience that sleep paralysis stuff a little bit. And I had a little bit of a moment where I thought that's what it was. But then the duffel bag was, like, yanked out from under my head and slid across the floor. Oh, like And feet over there against the wall, like, slung hard. (laughs) And there was something on top of me. And I couldn't move, uh, and uh, like like a bearing heavyweight, and just like this insane, like fucking white noise, like just the eeriest, loudest, like quiet noise of like "Eh," like hum you could hear. That's and uh, whatever that was was on top of me, and me and it kind of rattled on the floor a little bit. And I kind of scuffled up against the wall and it stood up off me and then it just was like a bright light and gone. And Jeez my uh, heart was pumping like nuts and that white noise was disappeared and I was just like sitting there in that basement.
0: That's almost like a what do they call those noise attacks that they have where they yeah pump it yeah. like frequency in your brain makes you crazy.
1: Uh, it was sure as shit scary I know that uh, I would think I would tell most people they were full of shit if they saw a ghost but I feel like I have jeez whatever yeah, yeah so yeah I think so I don't know I, I um, have a flick house, that I feel it's my grandmother sometimes too. And I don't I don't know if that's true
0: Right. <laughs> okay so the next one is what's the what's your favorite song that you've written so far? Oh. I don't know. It's not uh, kids your favorite, I guess. Well, I just got
1: one kid, so that one. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I have a lot of songs I like for different reasons of mine that I think are well
0: written. Do you have one that you like playing live the most?
2: Uh, Is that no question yeah. to ask?
0: No, I don't. I like
1: what you're saying. You know, I I have a new song that's called The Greatest of All Time. (laughs) That is, it was more of a practice than a song I was intending to write. Uh, It is just these verses I have that are kind of don't have a home. (laughs) I put them all together into be this nonsensical thing and it actually turned out to be pretty wonderful
0: that's awesome man
1: I have yet to play it live I've had some help stuff but I recorded very recently so anyway that's one of my favorite songs I've written, That's called The Greatest of All Time and it is just about just just a bunch of verses about just random shit
0: yeah sorry go ahead uh, I think it's well written, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I I enjoy all your stuff, so, I mean, I'm kind of biased. <laughs> it's like, really. You're the one. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, if if you uh, are listening and you ever have a chance to hear him play live, it's always a good time. Me and Josh were at uh, uh, Libby's, I guess is what it's called, that night that you played. Okay. Yeah. Very. Yeah. That's right. That's right. With the fiddle player. Fiddle player's
1: supposed to come over to the house and play something.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. So I, I have a ton of questions, but um, I, we're out of time. But can you um, can you come back on the show maybe sometime, like in the future?
1: Of course, anytime, uh, man. If you want, I'll post a song or something y'all's Facebook page. Or. Heck yeah. Uh, or whatever you want. I- I'm easy. I'm sorry. We kind of had to
0: cut it short. Oh, uh, no, that's fine. Um, it's actually starting to, like, rain a little harder here, too. So I don't want to get electrocuted.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Well, this <laughs> is the art. Hey, yeah, that, that'll be a most most listened to podcast. Not just because, <laughs> you know, I get electrocuted, but because you're on it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh If if that happened, I would say it was because you were electrocuted everybody after you were dead. You know what I mean? Just, you know, just just so you know that right now.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, It's been an honor having you on. and It was more, like, of everything than I could ever hoped. Um, Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, sir. Hey, let's do it again soon. All right. Uh, Where can people find you to listen to your music?
1: Uh, uh, streaming services. I have one album out and I'm about to do
0: another one. Heck yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, enjoy your, you know, rainy afternoon. Um, we'll, we'll hit you up sometime. You as well. Have a good one. All Thank right, you so much. Man. Huh?
1: Bye.
0: All right. Sorry about the, uh, feedback issues and the rain, but man, I have been waiting forever. Uh, Since our first season like I think it was like our 5th episode To have him on And um, got a little bit of a cold So that's why my voice sounds weird But thank you so much for listening guys Go listen to his music Go get tickets If he has a show um, near you Uh, Go fill his tip jar full The dude deserves it He's been playing for a long time He's amazing He's a lot of fun to talk to I could probably talk to him You know 2 or 3 episodes in a row uh, every time Buffalo's around, it's a good time. I've watched him a lot live. He, I don't know that he does it right now. Um, cause he said he had health issues, but he used to have live shows on Facebook and that was awesome. Um, but my name's Aaron and this has been diner discussions. Thanks for hanging out in the diner with us. And remember, you're always welcome here. Uh, we love you guys. Go check us out on all the, all the socials and, and, uh, discord and we'll catch you next time.